Did you know that it is Asian American Pacific Islanders Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, like Carden, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Meath. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in-store to APIA Scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native, Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. The best part of spring cleaning is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out that you've been paying a fortune for wireless, and then Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data, unlimited talk and text, delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone and any Mint Mobile plan and bring your own phone number. Along with your existing contacts, ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. My team here, they're on Mint Mobile and they like it. For a fraction of the cost, Mint Mobile proves to have excellent coverage with no drop calls or unsent texts. Plus, they make it super easy for me to activate my device just by following a few simple steps online. And bam, done. To get this new customer offer and the new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash literally. That's mintmobile.com slash literally. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash literally. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speeds slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Are those all your awards on the wall behind you? They're just a couple nice letters. One from the USO, one from George Bush. I won a Golden Hanger Award from Joan Rivers. Hello and welcome to Literally with Rob Lowe. Today, I have one of my favorite people. Oh my God, this man is funny. He is a very nice man, as you will see. But Jesus Christ, he's mean. He He's the meanest, funniest man in show business. He's the roast master general, the king of the burn, Jeff Ross. I've learned more about Zoom meetings, and I just remember Zoom being a PBS kids show that I did not get as a <laughs> Zuma, job. Zuma, Zuma, Zoom. I was much more like an HR puff and stuff. I love that stuff, too. I'm surprised you haven't been on Richard White's Zoom quarantine oh, parties. Oh, no, no, no. I have been. I, was, I had to talk to John Parr while he sang an acoustic version of Man in Motion, St. Elmo's Fire. <laughs> It was a highlight of my career. Oh, yeah, at least he didn't play the West Wing theme. <laughs> that would have, that would have been that would have been difficult. By the way, I've been binging uh, all the way back to season one pilot. Now I'm uh, I'm halfway through season two of the old West Wings are on Netflix, and I'm finding it so 
comforting before I go to bed at night. My girlfriend wants to watch murder documentaries, and I'm like, can't we just look back at a better world, <laughs> an idealistic Sam Seaborn world? How do they How do they hold up the episodes? I think they they seem like do they seem like science fiction. They're very very. The acting and the writing and the uh, and the direction hold up. What occasionally slips it up, believe it or not, is like office comments that would never fly now. That's the stuff that pops out at you and go out. And, he, he, and there's a, there's a lot of it. I think there's an episode where where President Bartlett accuses. There's a lot of Allison Janney objectification on right, that show. Right. In fairness. There's a reverse uh, power dynamic happening there that I that was fascinating. That would play great if it was acknowledged today, but it's not acknowledged. It just sort of happens. And to be honest, that's how life was. It was very, you know, it it, it portrayed an office. Uh, I I love that show, man. It was, hats off to you and everybody involved. This it, no, it, it's a great man. one, really great one. And it makes it's, me it's, feel good before I go to bed. It's one of those shows that even had I not been a part of it, it would have been one of my favorite shows. Yeah. I mean, or, or as I like to say, that falls into the category of, of TV or movie you fire your agent over. <laughs> you're like, what the fuck? Why am I not in that thing? Um, and now you're you know, appearing um, on your agent's Zoom parties. <laughs> yeah, he's working hard. He's working hard at getting Al Jarreau. <laughs> Come sing Roof Garden a cappella. Uh, I think Al Jarreau's dead, unfortunately. Wait, so you you were telling me you you because you, you don't strike me as a yoga guy. I don't know what what that even means that you don't strike me as a yoga guy. Why is that a big part of your routine? Um, I heard cynical comedians talking about it about ten years ago at the table at the where the comics hang out at the Comedy Cellar in New York, and you know. When you start to hear it from your own cult, you go, huh? And, I, you know, you fly a lot as a performer and, you know, you're 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 tied up into these airplane chairs and you, you're, you're in a hotel room by yourself. Your hours are weird. You're not going to go to the gym. So you just start stretching. And I got asked to do Dancing with the Stars and I was panicking because I hadn't been in touch with my body. I, I was very athletic as a kid. I'm a black belt in Taekwondo. But I hadn't done anything in decades. So I thought, well, before I learn to dance and put that kind of pressure on my bones, I better just stretch and get in touch with my inners a little bit and, and learn what it's like to touch my toes again and crack my vertebrae. And, mm -hmm. and it really helped. And then because I would do hot yoga. And once I got used to it, I literally walked out of there feeling an inch taller. Really? Yeah. It only took one you, or two times till I just suddenly went, wow, this is what my body needs. But the first time, it's really super exhausting, is it not? Like, whenever I've tried it, A, I'm exhausted afterwards, or during it, I'm exhausted. Or I, I feel like I want to take a nap when I'm done. Does that make um, sense or no? Do you have that no, experience? No, the opposite happens for me, especially if it's hot yoga. I feel invigorated. I, I sleep much better the that night, feel better the wow. next day and wow. have more energy it, it sweats out all the toxins if you're drinking or smoking or anything that all that all like releases out of your body and to the exhaustion point i would say don't try to keep up those first couple times go to child's pose just sort of lay down on the mat and and don't worry about what other people are doing i, I try to find a non-judgmental 
yoga class. Judgmental yoga is my idea of hell. <laughs> and if you ever need a tutor, uh, a tutor, I, I would love to teach you. I think we could sell that as pay-per-view. Because <laughs> I would be so bad, it, you'd be right in your wheelhouse to just knock the living shit out of me. Namaste at home during the quarantine. <laughs> um, you were the the roast ma- the head ro- whatever your official title was, but at the at the actual Friars Club, correct? Am I correct? Yes. Okay, so the Friars Club, the headquarters was on Little Santa Monica Boulevard. Am I correct about this in L.A.? That's correct. Yes. Is it still there? No, it's not. It 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 basically died when Milton Berle died. I, I went to a couple of them. There was a moment, and probably it was during your auspices, where they were really refurbishing it and yeah. sort of bringing it new life. And it was the greatest sort of mix of old Hollywood types and young, really, really young, happening comedians. And it was awesome. I loved it. It was a big part of my development as a as a as a man. You know, I had really I, 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 those were those Milton Berle and Buddy Hackett. They were father figures to me they were mentors to me and i needed that at that point in my life and and i was still like the young punk who could say get away with murder because i didn't really have friends i could just i didn't care what i said and then when i came out to la and that was all at the new york friars club which is still there but when i came out to la and i started to meet these hollywood legends that were out here i was like man i this is my this is my comedy family and i would sit and eat lunch with milton burrow and for people listening who may not know the famous joke can i hear your version of it oh well i remember milton burrow would always say i'll take out you want to ha- see who's as bigger i'll take out just enough to beat you <laughs> yes yeah that's it it's next week's guest on your podcast <laughs> <laughs> so good he was, I love, and it's true. He's very. He was a very generous guy, and all those guys, all the, the Buddy Hackett's, um, Rich Little. He was another one. Was he in the? Was he in that crowd as well? Oh, you'd see him at the crowd. You'd see him at the roast. Um, and he was a really sweet guy. You know, I'd always like tease him because you know we'd be roasting somebody. You know, this would be in the mid two thousands, and he would still be doing Eisenhower impressions. <laughs> <laughs> He was very easy to roast back. Uh, Buddy Hackett was my favorite roaster and one of my favorite people ever. He he, he really killed me at the roast because he would work everything into a story and call it back and make it clean and then make it dirty and then make it clean again. And he would tie it all up. My friends trade. My friends and I text each other uh, Buddy Hackett clips from The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. And they're all so funny. If you go on YouTube and you're ever you're ever feeling the blues. Look up those Buddy Hackett clips on The Tonight Show. Some really funny jokes. And they're really long stories, a lot of them. I yeah. mean, it's a long way to the to the punchline. It's funny the entire way. Summer is almost here. Are you ready to throw open your windows or throw them away? If they're drafty, foggy, or impossible to clean, talk to your friends at Window World. Window World specializes in home transformation with beautiful, energy-efficient windows, entry doors, and siding, featuring Energy Star certification and the good housekeeping seal. Call 1-800-WINDOW-WORLD, schedule your free consultation, and tell them you heard about it here on Literally with Rob Lowe. Window World, America's exterior remodeler. Hey, listeners. 
Ever have trouble getting someone on the phone when you have a question about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person any time, day, or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. The weather is getting warmer. It's time to ditch the jackets and sweaters for shorts and tees. But there's no need to waste money on clothes that only last one season with Quince. Now you can get high quality pieces that never go out of style. You'll be wearing year after year. Quince has all the seasonal must-haves like 100% European linen shirts for $30, performance polos, and versatile flow-knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering with the top factories, Quince cuts out the middleman and passes the savings directly onto you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. My producer recently made an order for Quince, and here's what he had to say. I'm really excited to revamp my closet with Quince. I cannot wait for my items to arrive from Quince. You know, I'm a sweater guy. I was looking at that burgundy cashmere crew neck. I love the blue chore jacket. Maybe I'll throw some joggers in there. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash Rob for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Rob to get free shipping and 360 day returns. Quince.com slash Rob. You know, I, there's nothing better than somebody who can sit there and laugh at themselves. I, I, it's the greatest. And I, whether you go back and you look at like, I don't know, John F. Kennedy's press conferences. Uh-huh. And he would make jokes at his own expense all the time. He was really charming. And I kind of grew up with people on The Tonight Show coming on like you're talking about. And, and they got the joke. They could tell the joke. And they could take the joke. Uh-huh. And those were always the people I, I tried to emulate myself on because when they um, when we did our roast for Comedy Central and they called me and said they wanted to roast me, yeah, I was like, this is great for sure. I'm a fan of the roasts. I've seen all of them and this is great. But then I went, you know, you don't, you don't get married and stay married for as long as I have without running everything through your wife. <laughs> so I, I, I told her about it. And she said, no, you you can't do that. I said, why? She goes, because, honey, you're going to humiliate yourself on a national level. I said, honey, that ship has already sailed. <laughs> and and then, and then, of course, as any good wife, she was like, well, do they even pay you? And I'm like, yeah. And then I told her how much. She goes, oh, you have to do it then. <laughs> Here's why you were a good roast. And it's because... First of all, you're surrounded by your friends and family. Like everybody right. was there. You have a beautiful family, and they were all there, so you feel protected, right? It's like a, it's like you know Sinatra would have the Rat Pack around him for these things. Yes, but in modern yeah. times, like you would have your family. Anything kind of like embarrassing, you did 
when you were young, like it's, it's back there. It's decades ago, so you can kind of like brush it off. Like, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. So to me, when the, the ideal guest of honor, the stuff can bounce off them. They can laugh. If you're, if you're have the reason the roast was great was because you were having fun. If you're having fun, I always tell the the honorees, if you're having fun, everybody has fun. Have you ever had anybody that did not have fun? <laughs> Never the guest of honor that I can recall. Never the guest of honor. They always got There's it. There's been a few guests there over the years. Well, bro. You had the ultimate bre- meltdown. Uh, I, I th- I th- don't you think? I mean, that has to be the ultimate. Does that one it not? might be Ann my Coulter? fault. That one might be my fault. Because I was pushing to have somebody from politics at the roast because I wanted to make political jokes. This is Ann Coulter we're talking about, by the way. And yes. she had just released a book. So she thought it was a good way to promote her book. And uh, now whenever somebody bombs at a roast, I send them the Ann Coulter book. <laughs> so she did sell a lot of copies, I guess. <laughs> what do you, I, I was trying to, to, as it was happening, I was sitting, you know, I'm sitting on, you know, there and I'm Peyton Manning is next to me. Right. I'm like, I didn't want to turn around and look at her because I didn't want to start feeling bad. Because I knew I had to keep my A game and deliver really some nasty shit myself when it was my turn. You didn't want to break. Yeah. So I, I would turn to Peyton and go, how, how, how's, how's she looking over there? He's like, brother, don't look over there. So Peyton was giving me sort of signals. But I think she thought the roast was purely about me and didn't fully appreciate that by being there, it would be it's open season on everybody. I really believe that. But would you, I mean, come on. She, she's well, playing naive, Rob, because she used to hang out at the comedy cellar with the comics. She understood. I think she just got in too deep with that and and, and was a little dismissive of the writing staff. You know, when we when we book somebody at the at the roast, we want them to score. We want everyone to score. Even if we don't agree with them politically, we don't if somebody doesn't do well, it only makes the job harder for the next roast to book it. Well, I don't want to be the end Coulter, you know? So I found that frustrating that, that she's like, oh, I didn't know what I was getting into. I'd never seen a roast. And well, and, and the other thing is, is, um, yeah, for the, what, what I found great about the experience is how great your, you guys are in terms of the staff. It's there. You guys are all hilarious. The, the, the jokes that you provide are fucking fantastic. And the notion that somebody wouldn't avail themselves of that is not good. Um, you don't want to be writing your own material. I mean, listen, we, some of us who are funny and can write, you know, there are certain jokes I did that were that I made in, in into the cut and stuff. But, I mean, all the good stuff is you guys. It's so funny. Really funny. Well, our job is to, to deliver the, the, the each roaster um, a script that they can then shape into their own. You know, we're not trying to have someone read a hostage video like the way for it to work is for rob lowe to sound like rob lowe and for you know peyton to sound like peyton and and everybody generally plays along for some reason Anne uh didn't or wouldn't get it and she wanted her friends to help her write it and you know it's not gonna work it's a classic and the other part is is it took the focus off of me like it ended up being the roast of Ann Coulter, and oh, by the way, I was there. So it's pretty I, like, I disagree. If anything, it brought attention to your roast. That's 
And that was one of the reasons I wanted her there because I knew something would go off the rails or there'd be some fun, um, you know, some fun moments that would bring attention to the roast. It's It has to be, and I say this with all possible modesty, which is not easy for me. Um, <laughs> the, it, it has to be one of the best roasts for sure, right? Yes, it was very fun. People always ask me what my favorite roast is, and I always say, who's next? Mm-hmm. So for yeah. me to say that was one of the best roasts, you know, if Bruce Willis asked me if theirs was the best, I would say, yes, that was yeah, one you, of the best roasts. I mean, right. you know, they're, they're, they're like the Super Bowl of comedy. They're all really fucking great. <laughs> what you think is more, is more high pressure? And, and see if you can divorce yourself from your own personal interest in this. Okay. Ho- hosting Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Or being or or doing the Comedy Central roast, as as the roast as either the roastee or being on the panel. SNL's been on forty years or something, but the roast as a tradition is over a hundred years old. So I think there's something tell me how, really tell me special. How it, it started. Tell, I, give me because I this is the one. First of all, why is it the Friars? What were they? They look like the, they look like the logo for Pizza Pizza. They look like that guy <laughs> to me. Am I wrong? <laughs> this goes back to the days of George M. Cohan. The 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 Friars Club was started by show business publicists in New York, and this was a way that they would honor each other or or do. It was a chance to see legendary comedians curse because you you couldn't curse on radio, obviously. Oh, but you yes, wanted to hear Burl say a really dirty word you had to be a member of the friars club and 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 to be within that secret society and there was no press so the press agents would have their own events with no press so it was this kind of cool you know verbal fight club uh that they would and good natured and by the way uh probably it was in the 1950s a young comedian in his 20s a magician really uh a game show host named Johnny Carson made his name in New York, not from his, not from magic or the game show, but from roasting people at the Friars Club in basic in pro, for the members. And then the the industry said, "Oh, this guy is great," and that's when he took Parr's slot on the Tonight Show. So uh, you know, you see what happens with these roasts with Pete Davidson and Nikki Glaser and Anthony Jeselnik. They they do them. And they pop off. And so you could stay at SNL for five or 10 years and maybe pop off, maybe not. Maybe, but uh, you score on a roast. Yeah. Martha Stewart scored and immediately went into a TV show with Snoop. If you can handle that pressure and keep it on the track, you're going to feel really good about yourself afterwards. No, I was high, I was high, like high euphoric off of it for. Forever, and I do. I do feel like our that roast was kind of Pete Davidson's coming out away from SNL, right? Because he was, he was so angry at Ann Coulter, <laughs> so angry. He was he he was literally by halfway through the show, he was just yelling at her from the panel while other people were performing. <laughs> I was sitting right in front of her. So occasionally when I, when I heard a stinging joke, and don't forget, I got to go on like towards the end. So I'm like w- taking it all in, making mental, note, mental notes. Am I going to be, I'm trying to roast the roast in my head so I, I can, and 
I have so many great Ann Coulter jokes on my script in my head. I'm worried she's going to leave before I go on because Pete is killing her and everyone's killing her. So I kept looking back and like, are you okay? Giving her a little thumbs up. It's okay. You know, it's all in good fun. And she's just sort of, she looked a little frightened. I thought I would have stress about me and what was being said about me and what I would say and not wanting to fuck up and all of those things. I didn't give one shit about that. All I was thinking about was, I just don't want Anne to get up and leave right now. I may have had as many jokes about her as I had about you. <laughs> I think so, at least a couple of the people on the panel were like, and Rob Lowe's here, blah, 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 now. And they just would unload. <laughs> We should send her a gift basket or something. She took the pressure off you. <laughs> she did. It was really fun. But I have to state, like, when the sun starts to set at night, the inner roast master comes out and I start roasting the dogs and inanimate objects around my house. <laughs> it's becoming a little bit of a problem. <laughs> I need to get back out there. My friends are telling me I should do an Instagram roast or uh, I, I do a podcast called thick skin where it's like the inversion of roasting if roasting is about dishing it out the podcast is about taking the jokes so um i, I in that show occasionally i will roast somebody who just passed away like as a a way to see them off so we did linda trip from the monica Lewinsky. you may you uh yes of course and you know it's my way of honoring people when they so I said, you may remember Linda Tripp uh, uh, from her role in the Monica Lewinsky scandal or her role on Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think in roasts, you know, it's like I can't help myself. You, is, is there ever been ever been a joke that you thought that's too mean? I can't do it. Yes. I find that impossible to believe. Years ago, we were roasting um, William Shatner who was a great sport and a lot of fun. And I was killing. I was killing. The whole cast was there, Star Trek people. I had a run of five jokes about my childhood crush, Farrah Fawcett. She was there. And I had a bunch of snarky jokes about how she looked bad and she got old and she's not from the 70s anymore. It's now, you know, 30 years later. And I get there. I go right back to my 12-year-old self. She's absolutely stunning. Tim, I couldn't even get... The, I, I literally just put a big X through it and chickened out. I just couldn't do it. I still thought I had a chance with her. I don't blame you. She was amazing. I, saw, I had that poster. I think we all did. Of course. Her and Linda Ronstadt. Who were you listening to in Jersey? Were you a Springsteen guy? Bruce. Bruce, Bruce, Bruce. And um, Kiss. Oh, boy. And then as I got into high school and college, it became the Ramones and the Clash and punk yep. rock. I knew Johnny Ramone a little bit, and uh, you know, he was a horror fan. Oh. And you would, go to, you would go to his house, and it was like a, it was literally a museum of horror. Wow. It was like something out of a Tim Burton movie. Figurines, Chainsaw Massacre creatures vhs boxes everywhere it was 100 percent devoted to the only decorational theme was horror his um grave at the hollywood forever cemetery is one of my favorite amazing. tourist spots as a matter of fact i've been thinking that 
for me, maybe I need to do a similar thing. I was thinking of getting a plot for the day I die where there's a, a podium next to where people could stand and just roast me for eternity. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. It's such a good idea that I'm afraid somebody will kill me just to see that. <laughs> and it might be me. I would love I would love that. Because, yeah, Johnny Ramones, he's in like a... It's a he's guitar. Like his guitar and he's coming like out his of the fist ground. Up or something? Yeah, it's a guitar coming out of the ground and he's there and it's a badass grave. One of my favorite. What would mine what would mine be though? Interesting. Maybe me in a looking in a mirror. I like that. <laughs> I always do think about see, I don't think about what would be at my like what my grave would be look like, but I, I think I talked about this the other day. I, I, I do think when I'm shooting a, a, a TV series or a show or something and I walk through a doorway and turn around uh-huh. that I just I just shot my in memoriam <laughs> segment. Have that you ever it. had I've had this I, obviously I don't have the kind of experience you have, but one time I had to play a character that died in a drama. It was CSI. Yeah, they die a lot there for sure. That a long time show. ago and I have a big death scene. And then I spent an entire day as a cadaver, <laughs> right? So they have to do the, uh, the the morgue shot, the morgue scene now, and I have to be laying there. And I'd also been shooting, and 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 I was tired, and and on the flight, I think I went to New York from there. I was having nightmares for like a week that I was dead, like that I was. Do you ever, as an actor, do you ever yeah. have those sorts of does the character ever enter your dreams? Yeah. Oh, for sure. And particularly doing something like that, where you're just, you are on a slab for 12 hours a day or something, for for sure. Death scenes are, I, I, I appreciate as an actor, famous movie deaths. Like I, like there's the cop who gets shot in The Godfather, when right. Michael comes out of the bathroom oh, yeah. with a gun, yeah. right? One of the great deaths of all, he kind of grabs his... His, his, his throat and a real sort of mincing movement and then just falls face first into the table. Or <laughs> you got, you know, famous last words in movies like uh, in The Unforgiven. Yeah. Which is one of my favorite movies, Clint Eastwood, where he shoots um, Gene Hackman in the end and Gene Hackman gets shot in the stomach and is shocked and looks up and says, but I was building a house. <laughs> it's like, I, I'm a student of that shit. I got to dig out my CSI because what, what the plot was, you'll love this. So I'm, I'm playing a comedian, but not myself. Uh, Dougie to the max, leather jacket, <laughs> a little bit Andrew Dice Clay, a little bit maybe Dane Cook, both friends of mine. And I'm a, now a big sitcom star in Hollywood, but I've gone back to Vegas at CSI Vegas for a homecoming at my home club. They bring me on, big intro. My opening act is um, is uh, Bobcat Goldthwait, who's not playing himself. He's playing a character. Gilbert Gottfried is going on, too. There's, we're all there playing characters. And I have a drink. And every time I take a drink on stage, I'm poisoning myself. Until about <laughs> three minutes into my act, I collapse. And I have a whole big writhing death scene and uh, it turns out it was my opening act, Poison My Drink. They All, all the local comics hated me. So. It, it's always the opening act. Yeah, I guess so.
Well, you know, no two travelers are exactly alike, and that means no two trips should be either. Texas, vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activity allow for such an infinite number of different travel experiences. I mean, I love Texas. I go like this. The people of Dallas, the culture of Austin, and I love any time I get there. If you're a beach person, well, you can go have fun in the sun with Texas 350 miles of coastline. If you're a rugged vacation type, there's campgrounds, hiking trails, state parks, golf is nuts there, foodies, you got your Texas barbecue and live music in Austin. And of course, if you're into the cowboy scene, you can certainly find it there. And now, Travel Texas offers a -a one-of-a-kind online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom trip matched to their own unique interests. So visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters, yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn. Looking for a sparkling clean bathroom without so much hassle? Wet and forget. Weekly Shower Cleaner is here to revolutionize your cleaning future. Just spray today, rinse tomorrow, and voila! Enjoy a sparkling clean shower and tub without any scrubbing. It's the secret to a hassle-free clean bathroom that many are discovering. With over 33,000 five-star reviews, Wet and Forget Weekly Shower Cleaner has proven its effectiveness on shower glass, fixtures, tiles, and more, ensuring everything shines with minimal effort. This product has gained a loyal following thanks to its once-a-week application that makes it a standout in the cleaning aisle. Join the ranks of satisfied users who enjoy more me time and less clean time with Wet and Forget Weekly Shower Cleaner, available at Amazon, Lowe's, Menards, Home Depot, and Ace Hardware. It's the perfect choice for anyone wanting to simplify their cleaning routine. Don't miss out on a chance to transform your bathroom cleaning with just one application a week. Pick up a bottle of Wet and Forget Weekly Shower Cleaner today and join the thousands who've already made the switch to Effortless Clean. So I came home to a little gift in my bathroom the other day from our friends at Harry's. To get what you want, you have to challenge the status quo and blaze your own trail. You know who challenged the status quo? Harry's. They saw customers getting ripped off by questionable products in the shaving industry and decided they had something better to offer. So instead of charging the same old ridiculous prices, Harry's found a way to make their beautifully designed razors, and they are beautiful, for a fraction of the price of the other big brands. Exceptional products, honest prices. That's Harry's. They have the highest customer satisfaction in shaving history and a no-risk trial. Don't like your shave? No worries. It's on them. Convenient subscription options that you can cancel at any time. And Harry's also has other self-care products that meet the same quality standards as their razors. Richly lathering, skin-softening body wash and scents like Redwood, Wildland, and Stone. And an extra high-quality, amazing-smelling deodorant for just five bucks. I love their stuff. I'm so impressed by Harry's products. All of it. It's all good. Don't settle for the status quo. Blaze your own trail with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash Rob. That's harrys.com slash Rob for a $3 trial set. (laughs) 
I want to know about Dancing with the Stars. I got to hear about this this um, element of your career. First of all, full disclosure. Every time I turn on Dancing with the Stars, I think I've mistakenly turned on to Telemudo. <laughs> this is a while ago now. And it had the word stars in the title. And at that so point... So you did it. Of course. You're like, yes. I was like, wow, I'm a celebrity. It was my first real celebrity moment. And, you know, you're a comedian. When you're a comedian, you're always on shows with comedians. I want you to be on a show with actors and, and singers and other types of entertainers. I was like, oh, I'll be the funny guy in the cast this season when Kim Kardashian was on it. So she was wow. just starting to break out. And uh, a lot of other cool people. Warren Sapp, you know, NFL Hall of Famers. So I was like, this is going to be a fun experience. And and I will honor the people that could sing and dance and their showman, showmanship. I'm gonna yep. I'm gonna do so well and be funny and and make this work. And then I lost twenty pounds training. I learned the quick step and the cha cha cha. And wow. I was in love with my partner, Edita. She was amazing. And on my entire my sister, my entire my nephews, they all flew into town for the big premiere live on ABC in prime time and everybody's calling me up offered me advice and well wishes and i i'm at my last camera blocking rehearsal a few hours before we go live and edita excuses herself for 20 minutes to do her, she wanted to do her nails for the big show she 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 had them uh she had fake nails put on so it'd be a little more glamorous when she spins around and we blocked it one more time in front of the cameras and on the last move when i hit my knee and she does her final thing that eighth of an inch difference in her nails sliced my cornea. Oh. I go down. I'm on the ground. Everyone thinks I'm kidding. I don't get up. I don't get up. I don't get up. Next thing I know, I'm in a production assistant's car in the back seat oh. on my way to the emergency room. And, you know, doctors, then an ophthalmologist, then another doctor, and... They say you can't dance. You need to wear an eye patch or you need to rest your eye. And I go, what are you talking about? I, I Jimmy Kimmel texts me. He goes, you have to dance. You'll be a hero. Boy, and I, I, I'm i taking it all in. And my partner and editor. Cornea, and for those who don't know, a cornea scratch is the most painful. Yeah. It's, it's unimaginable how I've had it. It's You can't function at all. Months of training now, and I don't want to. I don't want to bow out. I, I, I don't know what to do. My partner editor says, "If you can walk, you can dance." I go, "Let's dance." So then the producer comes over and he says, uh, "Maybe you should just, you know, take this episode and it's live. It's so exciting. We've been promoting it for months." And he goes, "I go, come on, I, I gotta dance. The show must go on." He goes, "Jeff, the show goes on whether you dance or not." <laughs> <laughs> and I dance, and I'm I'm terrible. I I, I can only see out of one eye. Uh, my balance oh. is bad. Um, I don't even think they gave me enough uh, credit for dancing with the bad eye. I got the worst score. Like I, I lost to Cloris Leachman. Oh my god! And she was eighty at the time, and it yes. was she, she wasn't even dancing. It was like Weekend at Bernie's the musical that her partner just dragged her. <laughs> dragged her around the dance floor and and 
I think her score was nine one one. And you know, I got eliminated, and uh, at, and uh, they said something about my ballroom dancing. And at that point, I was live. I knew I was getting kicked off. I didn't care. I said, "Speaking of ballroom, these pants are too tight. I'm getting the fuck out of here." <laughs> <laughs> Did it make it on the air? Please tell me it did. Oh, yeah. It all made it on the air. And, you know, I remember a few of the steps. So it's not a total bust, but it was a heartbreaking memory at the time. I know know more people get injured on that show. Legit. Like, for sure. they're mostly the non-dancers, but I've heard multiple people go down. Right. Well, that's what I was saying about the yoga. You know, like, I needed the yoga in order to not, like, pull a muscle or rip my shoulder off. You know, it, it's it's a tough, it was a tough uh, physical challenge for me, but I'm glad I did it. I got out of my comfort zone. Did I honor the showmen, the entertainers that came before me? I'm not so sure. <laughs> I need to go back and, well, if, if nothing else comes of it, people are going to go and watch our roast on, uh, on I, I t- where do you get the roast? On iTunes, right? I, I'm That's sure, I, I'm not even sure. I think you'd have to go, probably go to Comedy Central's website and, and research it from there. Yeah, I, I know people who've told me they, they can watch it on iTunes, and that's great. But now I'm going to be looking for your um, – I'm going to see if I can find that dance. It's going to be unbelievably painful. Um, <laughs> you're, an enig- you're a cultural enigma, and, and people want to know what goes on beyond the facial hair. Um, so <laughs> tell me this. Who is scarier? Zombies, werewolves. Democrats or Republicans of that group who frightens you the most werewolves because I live in the hills yeah I think it's I think it's all they're all equal there um Rolling (laughs) Stones or Beatles you're a big music guy Rolling Stones or Beatles where are you on that I love them both but if it was a desert island situation that would be the Beatles can't live without the Beatles who's the most overrated Beatle none who's the most overrated cast member of Friends Chandler, Matthew Perry, overrated, because I auditioned for that role 25 years ago. But I think a big key to it all is surprising your audience, especially with me, because like, it's easy to get pigeonholed as the roast guy, but if you change what that means every year, if, if the first year it means roasting celebrities in tuxedos for a while, and then it means roast battles and it means roasting historical figures and it means you know doing a podcast that has a roast element to me it's okay if you have a brand as long as you keep the audience on their toes and don't do the same formulas the same jokes the same type of thing every time when people ask me about what i've seen over 40 years of doing this the the thing i always talk about is that it's um it, the, the key is the people who keep surprising you. Like my heroes surprise me. We talked about Bruce Springsteen earlier on in the yeah, show. Yeah. Like Bruce Bruce does his rock and roll big band stuff. Then he'll do his acoustic Woody Guthrie stuff. And his last album was like an homage to sort of the Beach Boys pop so- Southern California rock and roll, which I loved. And it's you, the people who stay stuck are the people you get you get tired of. I think. Yeah, you can't be doing your greatest hits. You gotta you gotta work some stuff in. And earn those greatest hits. That's just how I think. You got to keep people on their toes. Got to keep it relevant. I love Joan Rivers. She always brought new material. She was a killer. I I did the Tonight Show with her twice. She was so, and that was when she was at her 
most powerful. God, she was funny. Yeah. I miss her. I got a picture of her on my desk right here at Howard Stern's 60th birthday party. Oh, my God. Look at you. We got to do a dueling roast together. Big honor for me. Oh, my God. That is awesome. Well, this is great. Thank you so much, Jeff. This is great to see, like, the sweet, cuddly side of you. Not that I didn't know it was there. (laughs) (laughs) You're a good man. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening, everybody. That was fun today. I love Jeff. He's such a sweetheart. You know, that's that's what I always find is that the the people who you think you have one perception of, there's a whole other side to them that you don't get to see. And he's like really thoughtful, really, as you saw, a great storyteller, really, really, really funny. Um, but man, can he whip it out? No pun intended. I don't know what that was about. I need to talk to my therapist. Okay, before I sign off today, It's called the Lowdown Line. Hello, you've reached literally in our Lowdown Line, where you can get the lowdown on all things about me, Rob Lowe. 323-570-4551. So have at it. Here's the beep. Hello, this is Edward from Santa Monica, California. And I love the podcast. I always feel good when I listen to it. And I just left Mulberry Pizza in Beverly Hills and saw written in a Sharpie a a nice little note signed by you and was wondering, is that really you that signed the wall at Mulberry Pizza on Cannon in Beverly Hills? And then the other thing I was wondering, you're always, there's always such a joy in your voice. And I was wondering if there's one thing you could share that helps you stay so engaged and youthful sounding and joyful sounding. All right. Thank you very much for all you do. Bye. Oh, thank you. That was great. I love that. You put a big smile on my face. I'm even more joyful now. Um, So if there's anything having to do with pizza anywhere at any time, the answer regarding me is going to be yes. Um, And yes, I signed the wall at um, Mulberry Street. I've been a big patron of theirs. I come in, they get my Coke and my three slices of pepperoni. You sit at the counter. It's one of the great, great days you can have in Beverly Hills. Um, I'm not doing the fancy stuff in Beverly Hills. I'm not going to Gucci. I'm having a Coke and a pizza and reading the New York Post. That tells you kind of all that you need to know about me. And and thank you for the noticing that um, I am upbeat. I, I think I am an optimistic person. And I like, you're hearing a podcast that I'm doing. And I'm super excited to have these folks on. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't love you know, picking the brain of whatever guest I have. And I hand you, I I choose the guests. You know, every single person who shows up on this podcast is somebody I've wanted to have on. And, and I think, you know, I, you're, you're picking up on the fact that I'm, that I'm, I'm feeling great about curating such a great group of people. Like when I go back and look at the stack of the podcasts, you know, on the, on, you know, when I go to Stitcher and I look and see, Who's on? I'm like, you know what? This is a murderer's row of really funny, interesting, talented, bizarre, fun, whatever it is. These are people I want to spend time with. So that gets me excited. Anyway, thanks for listening. There's more of this where it came from. All you got to do is uh, download it or subscribe, which would be better. Subscribe. And I will see you next week on Literally. 
You've been listening to Literally with Rob Lowe, produced and engineered by me, Rob Schulte. Our coordinating producer is Lisa Berm. The podcast is executive produced by Rob Lowe for Low Profile, Jeff Ross, Adam Sachs, and Joanna Solitaroff at Team Coco, and Colin Anderson at Stitcher. Our researcher is Alyssa Grawl. Our talent bookers are Paula Davis, Gina Batista, and Britt Kahn. And music is by Devin Bryant. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week on Literally with Rob Lowe. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Stitcher. I love fast cars, but there aren't a ton of high performance EVs. They're certainly out here there. But when I when I get a chance to get behind the wheel of one, it's I love it. And I was blown away by the Kia EV6 GT. When you get behind the wheel of the Kia, it, it is literally like being in a state-of-the-art rocket ship, but also comfortable. The thing goes from zero to 60 in 3.4 seconds. It is the premium driving experience. And of course, it's an EV. So the climate thanks you. SiriusXM provides access to over 165 channels in the vehicle. Music, sports, news, comedy, yacht rock. Let's go. Little, little steely Dan going in your Kia. Come on now. So check it out today. It is the all-electric Kia EV6 GT. I had a blast checking it out. Believe me, you should do it yourself via kia.com slash EV6. To learn more, that is kia.com slash EV6. Kia, movement that inspires.